right, everybody. Imagine, again, uh, this is the time with the meet and greet where uh, all the introverts, you all run to the bathroom. All right, so we're all hiding from the hugs and the elbows and the awkward handshakes. But guess what? Today, you don't have to do that. On the couch, in your pajamas with the kids, hopefully, right? Um, what I want to do next is just kind of give uh, the parents something that uh, seems simple, but I think it's going to be helpful. All right, so here's the idea. We have a pen, we have paper. So um, after we're done with the service, get the kids together, and let's kind of have time to have them write down just uh, anything that's on their mind and the heart. Right? The idea is that we know that children, while they might be younger than us, we know that they process things similarly the way that we do. So we know that they, they're picking up on the, the tension, right? Just like the nerves that we're all carrying around. Even if you as a parent are trying your best to you know, stay calm and relaxed around them, we know that what's actually happening here, we know that they're actually feeling it, right? And so it's an important thing for us to teach our kids, right? In the simple act, of having this, this pen and having them help us write down these, these things to pray about, creating a prayer list. We know that we're teaching them how to take things that are, that are up here and things that are going on here and how to get it out, right? Um, how to process it. How to take things, these fears and worries and tensions, which, you know, honestly, if you didn't sit them down and talk to them about it, they might not even know what's going on, but it is. It is going on, right? And so as parents, we're going to help them to kind of get it out and so uh, what's going to happen is as they get to have you asking them and, and uh, having this time with them, uh, the first thing is these kids are going to get to experience that their parents are listening to them. Sounds simple, but it's such a powerful thing that my parents care about the things that I'm worried about, things that are on my mind, think the questions that I might have. And so after that, we also get to put on paper. And it's a way of, of like connecting them to allow things in the mind and the emotions to come out through the body. It sounds simple, I know that, right? But it's just like exercise or breathing, right? Sometimes we need a way to physically get stuff out of us. If we don't get it out, it's going to fester. And so we put it on paper, and then as a family, right, we have the ability you know, to, to kind of model for them how to pray. And it's an easy way to pray. You know, so we say, Father, we're going to pray over this thing. And this thing, and uh, if, if your kids are old enough, you know, if they're, if they're comfortable, you can have them pray over these things. And the cool thing is, it's, it's, they're doing it in the safety of home with you guys there. And so, again, it's, it's a way for us as parents to kind of walk them in to how we, we don't hide from our fears or worries, but we are willing to talk about them, process them, and then to hand them to God. Right? So, simple, but I encourage you to do it. So, after you get done here with uh, uh, the pen and paper, have the kids have some time with you just to write down the things that are on their minds and their hearts, you know? And uh, it's always interesting, you know, the different things that come out. All right, if you guys have your Bibles, okay, go to Romans chapter 12, verse 3, all right? Now, we have a series right now, Why Should Live Another Day, okay? The whole idea of this is imagine that you are at a table, and on the other side, right, is a person who is struggling, in their mind and their emotions, and that to get up every day is a battle for them. It's not easy, right? And it sounds something like it's, uh, it sounds odd almost. If you haven't been there to experience it, if you, if you don't have a loved one who's experienced this, then it's hard for us to connect. But if you have experienced it, you know, right? It's a real thing. We want to bring them something every week that's going to get them the energy and the excitement and even just the willingness, the, the I don't know, just the, the substance 
to be willing to get up the next day, to get out of bed, to take a shower, to stay with us one more day. So we've talked about a few different things. So this one is this, right? You'll miss your craft. Okay. That sounds a little bit different. Uh, obviously, I'll explain it. But uh, in Romans 12, let's go ahead and uh, open it up. Verse 3, I'll be in the uh, NIV. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourselves more highly than you ought, but rather with sober judgment. It accords with the faith that God has handed to each of you. For just as each of us is, is one body with many members, and these members uh, do not all have the same functions. Verse 5. So in Christ, we, though many, form one body. Each member belongs to all the others. Basically, he's just talking about, imagine all of these, these digits, all of your fingers, even though they're separate, right, all belong to the same body, the same hand, right? Even though we're different, we're unique, we're separate, we all belong to the same thing. I mean, we're all part of something God is doing on the earth, right? Uh, here in uh, verse 6, we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is to serve, then serve. If it is to teach, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it um, diligently. And if it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Now, What's interesting about this, right, is that half of those different kind of giftings are things that we would normally think are spiritual things, right? You know, to teach, right, to lead. We see these things as being spiritual, to prophesy. But I love this other one, right? If your gift is to serve, what? If your gift is to, to serve, well, serve how are we talking about? In the nursery, we're talking about cleaning, you know, the, the kitchen, we're talking about mowing. Uh, if you get just to give. I assume money, but, you know, is it connections? It, it, are you someone who knows people? Is it your ability to connect people to other people? It, it, do you have time right now in this season of your life? Anyways, it goes on to all these different things that we wouldn't think are spiritual. I mean, encouragement is awesome, right? I mean, it's, it's good to have someone encourage you, but have you ever thought about that as a gifting, a spiritual gifting? Because he starts out in Romans by saying all of these things are things that come from grace. I mean, things that are put inside of us by the hand of God. Now, have you ever heard of flow state? Huh? Yeah, are you interested? Flow state? Here's, here's the idea of flow state. A human has the ability to get so skilled at a thing, right? So, here's a piano. There are concert pianists who have spent so much of their life practicing this craft of playing a piano that when you measure the, the way that the brain is behaving when they sit down to play the piano. When they begin to do all that crazy stuff and, you know, the, the fingers begin to blur and they have their head, head back doing crazy, you know, you've seen it, right? What's happening in the mind is it's almost as if they begin to be unconscious. It's called flow state. You become so connected to doing the thing, you've poured so much of yourself into a craft, into a gift, into a grace that God's given. That when you do it, you reach this high level where it's almost like you don't even have to try anymore. It goes from a place where you are trying to do a thing. And then it gets to a new level where this thing is coming out of you. Now, if you're Christian, we have all sorts of great uh, language for this. We call this calling, right? Where the Holy Spirit begins to inspire. Again, this thing comes out of us. It's not that we put it in us, it comes out of us. 
But the crazy thing about this, in this passage in Romans, is it shows us that our calling, or our gift, or the grace of God that He's put us, or even this thing that our craft, that it can be something that doesn't even feel or sound as if it's spiritual. In the scriptures, you see there's all these different people who play a role in the gospel. Businessmen, and artists, politicians, um, all these people who you wouldn't think were important in this role of the gospel spreading. But these people who had a craft, these people who poured themselves into something, to get to a level where like, they were able to excel, that it was a gift that they could offer someone else. They were a key part of the story of how the gospel spread. Now, often, so at Grace Church, we have this process of helping people grow spiritually. You know, we want you to kind of find out who you are, we want you to find out who God is, what the scriptures say, how to pray, all this stuff. And the last class we offer is about calling, or about how to find that gift, that grace God's putting on. You can have someone who has everything else in life. They can have a, a, an amazing family. They can have finances. You know, they can have all the things they thought they wanted and still be unhappy. What studies show us is that humans experience the highest levels of pleasure when they have a craft. They have something that they have poured themselves in so much that it begins to be something that as they do it, when they sit down and put their fingers to it, it inspires them so much, though, that when they get to that place, they have a gift to offer others, to serve others. The highest form of human pleasure is to care for another human being. That's a crazy thing to think about, right? And so often, one of the things that's missing when we feel empty, when we, we, we feel uncomfortable, right? Something is, is off, something is missing in my life. We haven't quite yet found our calling. Or, if we found our calling, we haven't had the ability to throw ourselves into it. We're busy doing this thing and that thing and that thing, and somewhere inside of us we know, I want to give myself to this thing. Because there's something about when I do this, it fuels me. Even though I could spend hours working on this craft, when I do it, it gives me life. So, if you are struggling in a place right now where it's hard for you to find joy, it's okay to be happy. You, you can laugh sometimes, but you, it always comes back down to a love. If you feel like something's missing in your life, if you struggle sometimes to get up in the morning to get out of bed, I encourage you to keep going because you'll miss your craft. You'll miss finding that gift that you could offer the world, that thing that you could throw yourself into and get lost in it, and then be able to have something of value to offer someone else who needs it. And that's the most beautiful thing about it. I mean, who would ever think that playing an instrument is something that the world needs? But then we've all had that moment where you are in this place and all of a sudden music has an ability, you know, to take you somewhere, transport you. And something that seemingly as unpractical as playing an instrument, if that's your calling, if that's your craft, if that's your gift to the world, when you throw yourself into it, it becomes a gift, a service to care for other people. And what you'll find is that's where you begin to find joy. So when you come down off the highs of, of you know, of having a great night with friends, when you come down off the lows, you have this thing that carries you steady because you've connected to your purpose. Why you are on this planet, why you shouldn't end your life, why you should wake up another day. And that's your craft, that's your calling, your gift. And just a quick plug for all of us out there right now. It's a good time for us to pay attention who's, to the people who, whose craft, whose calling is, is to study, to learn. There are some scientists out there right now who have spent their entire lives being prepared for moments like this. 
their gift, their calling, their craft, what they've thrown themselves into to offer the world a gift right now is this. They've been preparing a whole lot for, for these moments. And I encourage you to make sure that when you're trying to research and find information and, you know, to find ways to take care of your family, find those people. The ones who don't do multiple other things. The ones who have just been locked away. You know, the ones whose names we probably don't know before this experience. We're going to find those people and we're going to learn from them. Because we know in the scriptures and we know in life that there are people who have gifts to offer the world. And this is one that we need right now. These people who have thrown their life in that. There's a gift of God operating in them right now to help us be prepared for these moments. All right. So I encourage you, if you have had more questions about how to find your calling, uh, we have our uh, formation school. It does take time, but that's one of the biggest things we like to do. We love to help people connect to their purpose on the planet. And it's not just to be loved by God. That is amazing to be loved by God, but then to be loved by God and then to be able to step into why God has seen you to be different and unique and special. That thing he's put in you to offer the world that's unlike anyone else. That's an amazing place to be in. So if you want to find out more about that, you can holler at us. Uh, we'd always love to help you do that.